This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 324, What Near-Death Research Reveals About the Purpose of Life, by Mary Yuksh of GoLifeZen.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to Old, or OLD, and Happy Diwali. That's an Indian holiday. Indian as in India, the country where my mom was born, not Native American Indian. <laughs> my dad was born in Pakistan and moved to India when the partition craziness was going on, so I guess that makes me half Indian, half Pakistani. Anyway, it's a big holiday for the Indian community, where we put candles or lights outside the house. So if you see any in your part of town, it's not early Christmas decorations. Well, I guess it could be early Christmas decorations, but if it's candles, it's for Diwali. This intro is getting a bit long, so let's get to the post as we optimize your life. What Near-Death Research Reveals About the Purpose of Life by Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com What happens when we die? Does consciousness remain? What is the purpose of life? New research into near-death experiences lead to some startling conclusions. You've got to tell all the old people so that they won't be afraid to die, five-year-old Chris told his doctor after he had been resuscitated after drowning. His father lost control of his car he was driving at night and plunged into the freezing waters of a river near Seattle. As they sunk into icy waters, his mother managed to pull his older brother to safety, but it took another 15 minutes to rescue Chris. When he was brought to shore, his breathing had stopped and there was no heartbeat. Miraculously, doctors managed to resuscitate Chris. When he woke up, he told them, quote, I went into a huge noodle when I died. Well, it must have been a tunnel because I don't think noodles have rainbows in them, unquote. What Chris experienced was a near-death experience, or NDE. This is a pattern of events people can experience when they come close to death. These are some of the features. Feeling comfortable and free of pain a sensation of leaving the body, sometimes being able to see the physical body while floating above it, the mind functioning more clearly and more rapidly than usual, a sensation of being drawn into a tunnel or darkness, a brilliant light, sometimes at the end of the tunnel, a sense of overwhelming peace or absolute unconditional love. This is how Grace Baboka Hatmaker, a nurse, experienced her NDE, quote, as I neared the warm, glowing radiance ahead of me, I felt pure ecstasy. I was in the beginning of the light. I was part of the light. It was as if I had come home. I had come home to the beginning of not just me, but the beginning of all eternity, unquote. According to traditional science, when the heart stops beating and breathing comes to a standstill, the brain shuts down and consciousness ceases. That school of thought believes that without the brain, consciousness is impossible. A new study tests a different theory that consciousness is not confined to the brain and the mind can continue to exist even when the brain ceases to function. This study is known as AWARE and is led by Dr. Sam Parnia, the leading scientist currently studying near-death experiences. It will examine 1,500 survivors of cardiac arrest and involves a collaboration of four major medical centers throughout Europe, Canada, and the US. During a cardiac arrest, all three signs of clinical death can be present. Absence of spontaneous breathing and heartbeat, as well as loss of neural activity in the brainstem and the cerebral cortex. Then follows a period of time in which medical efforts may be able to restart the heart and reverse the dying process. Here's a mystery. Some people wake up after resuscitation and describe near-death experiences, even though, according to medical knowledge, 
no thought processes can be going on during a loss of brain activity. Laurel Lynn Martin was at the height of a promising tennis career when she had a routine surgical procedure that went catastrophically wrong. Here's her account, quote, the nurse helped me slide onto the operating table and gave me a motherly look. Don't worry, we'll make this a most pleasant experience for you. With those reassuring words, I drifted off to sleep. I awakened and found myself floating above my body, looking down, watching the attempts of the medical team trying to revive the lifeless form below. The surgical team was frantic. The color red was everywhere, splattered on their gowns, splattered on the floor, and a bright pool of a flowing red substance in the now wide open abdominal cavity. I floated up through blackness where there was no fear, no pain, but instead a sense of well-being. I was enveloped by total bliss in an atmosphere of unconditional love and acceptance. In the distance, a horizon of glorious white, golden light beckoned me forward. As the brilliance increased and the rays stretched to meet me, I felt that time, as we know it, was non-existent. Time and existence were a blending and a melding of the past, present, and future into this one moment. Every part of my being was satisfied with an unconditional love beyond description, unquote. The experiences of Laurel Lynn and of others show that people having a near-death experience are lucid and are able to reason and remember. This has led Dr. Parnia to say, quote, Recent medical studies in cardiac arrest patients have indicated that the mind and consciousness may be what remains of us after death, unquote. What can near-death experiences teach us about the purpose of life? Many people who have experienced NDEs say that they were shown the purpose of life. These life lessons are remarkably similar. Take Laurel Lynn Martin's experience, for example. Quote, the message was love. Above and beyond anything else, one must first learn to love oneself non-judgmentally and unconditionally. Then one will actually love all people and all things the same way. I realized how important people were in life, how important it was to accept them and love them. All events in your life are significant. To bring an understanding of all things, even the experiences which you consider insignificant, will bring you to places of great awareness and compassion, unquote. If love is the main purpose, how could our lives reflect that? You just listened to the post titled, What Near-Death Research Reveals About the Purpose of Life, by Mary Yuksh of GoodLifeZen.com. And when I first saw the title of this article, I was a little worried it might offend one religious group or non-religious group. But I think that no matter your beliefs or lack of beliefs, this was a really interesting, thought-provoking article, and I really like the message at the end. If love is the main purpose, how could our lives reflect that? Definitely something to think about as you and I go about our days today, especially on the Indian holiday. I'll be spending time today with family, having a family dinner, and counting our blessings, and I hope you have a great day too. And really quick, if you want to help support this show, you can contribute financially, or if you're not in a position to do that, I totally understand. You can still show support through many, many different ways. There's a little list I put together at oldpodcast.com support. I'd greatly appreciate it if you could take a look there and if there's anything you can do to help. Every little bit helps to keep the show going. Again, you can find that at oldpodcast.com support or just go to oldpodcast.com and look for the How to Help page. And that wraps up today's Diwali episode. Thank you so much for listening through to the end. And I'll see you tomorrow for Minimalist Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, 
will optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.